All right, let's take our Bibles tonight and uh, let's turn over to 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter number 22. Let me get plugged up here. Second Samuel chapter number 22, and just for the sake of time tonight, we'll read just one verse, and that's verse number 50, and uh, then we'll pray and uh, give you the message tonight. If you found your place, say a good, hearty amen this evening. Amen. amen. Well, we look at verse number 50, and this is, matter of fact, if you maybe look at the heading above chapter 22, depending on what Bible you may have, some have a Schofield and all of those are going to be the same, some may have some other study Bible or something, uh, but this says David's song of deliverance. And so in verse number 50, it says, therefore, I will give thanks Unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and I will sing praises unto thy name. Now, we're going to read it again, and I'm going to change the way I've read it just a little bit. He says, Therefore, I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and I will sing praises unto thy name. Just a little bit of different inflection there. And uh, tonight, I want to preach on this thought, the first mention of thanks. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the songs that we've sang tonight. Lord, we don't sing it a whole lot, but Lord, I I would say probably my top 20 song was sang tonight. That song, Showers of Blessing. Lord, we need those showers of blessings And Father, we thank You, Lord, that every once in a while You just give us a little sprinkling here and there. Lord, but sometimes You just pour down those showers. Father, we praise You for that. And God, we ask You tonight that You'd help us to preach the message that You've given to us. We pray that we can do You uh, uh, proud tonight. I pray that we can do Your Word uh, and You in honor. I ask You that You would touch Your people, encourage us. I pray You'll challenge us to have a thankful heart tonight. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, I mentioned that if the Lord would help me, I would start tonight a series of messages. I'm not titling the series. I'm not doing any of those things because I really don't know. Uh, I thought about maybe doing it Sunday night and Wednesday night, but I don't know that I'll do that. Uh, but tonight, I want to look at the first mention of thanks. And there is a a principle or a law, and I mentioned this when we went through how to study the Bible on the law of first mention or the principle of first mention. And if you if you study the Bible, you can you can pull out your concordance right now, or you can pull out your electronic device, and you can go to the concordance. You type in the word thanks, and this is going to be the first time you will see the word thanks in your King James Bible. And so, uh, as we move closer to the date on the calendar of Thanksgiving, uh, we will look at some different words that have at its root, 
the word thank, okay, T-H-A-N-K. Tonight we deal with this word thanks. Now, if you do your own study with this word and you were to uh, look up maybe the Strong's Concordance of this word thanks, you will find uh, 117 uses of the original um, word and you will find that, that it has been translated into English as the word thank, praise, confess, thanking, praised, confession, confessed, thanksgiving, confesseth, cast, shoot, confessing, and cast out. Now, some of those have kind of a different meaning as to what we would think. Kurt, we wouldn't think cast out and thanks have anything to do with one another. But in, 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 in relation to the original word, uh, it does no harm in that translation. They are translating it uh, in, in correlation with the surrounding verses. So it doesn't take away from its meaning. It just simply adds weight to it. Because when thanks is made uh, to God, something is being transferred from one to the other. One of those words is to shoot. When you shoot an arrow, you have a bow and you have an arrow and it is going from point A to point B. When you cast out, you have something that is being cast from you to something else. Uh, when you confess, you are taking that burden of sin and you are confessing it upon God. When you Thank God or thank someone. You are taking gratitude and you are putting it out for someone else. So it all has that same meaning. Now I do want to, before I, I, I continue with the message, give you one quote that I found by a man by the name of Max O'Rell. He says, people are divided into two classes. Now you'll hear this, uh, you'll hear this all your life. There's two types of people. And, and I've heard all kinds of people say this, but I've never heard this. He said, people are divided into two classes, those who complain that roses have thorns and those who rejoice that thorns have roses. Think about that. Some of us need to write that down, don't we? Boy, I can't tell you how many times I have complained about the thorns on the roses, but I ain't never one time, ain't never one time, praise the Lord, about the roses that are on the thorns. I just don't think like that. And I consider myself a very positive person. You could tell me that the sky is falling, and I ain't going to believe you until it hits me in the top of the head. I feel like I'm a very positive person, but sometimes I just do not see certain things as positive. Matter of fact, when I got here, Brother Jody, you were looking this way, and I don't know if you caught it, but I was looking around like something's wrong in here. It just... it. It looked dark in here, and then I realized it was dark outside. And it's been six months since it's been dark in here on a Sunday night, and it's messed me up. I still feel like it's not right in here. It just don't seem right because it's dark out there. Normally, some of y'all are dodging the light because for some reason, we didn't put those blinds all the way to the top. I ain't quite figured that out yet. Number one tonight, we're talking about the first mention of thanks. We're looking at Second Samuel chapter number 22 and verse number 50. Therefore, I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen. That's the entirety of the verse that we'll look at tonight. I want you to see, first of all, the cause of his thanks. He uses the word therefore, and you've always heard, if you see the word therefore, you need to figure out why 
for what it's there for. But I'll give you a, a little bit more uh, uh, definition. The word therefore it is as a result or for this reason. So David says, for this reason I will give thanks. So what is his reason? And I'm not going to go through all of chapter number 22, but I do want us to look at a few things in verse number 18. He says, He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them that hated me, for they were too strong for me. He says, because He, God, because God delivered me from my strong enemy, I will give thanks. That ought to be reason why we give thanks. When we think, we mentioned it this morning, your adversary, the devil, when we think about the adversary that we face, when we think about our destination before we were saved, our destination was hell. Yet God, who is bigger than we are and bigger than Satan is, He reached down and plucked us out of the grip of Satan, out of the grasp of hell, and delivered us unto Himself, redeemed us to Himself. He rescued us from hell. And so as such, we can praise God. We can Thank God for these things. Therefore, as a result of this, I will give thanks. What about verse number 22? He says in verse number 22, For I have kept thy way, the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. I, I wanted to bring this out because he was very particular of the way that he, he worded this. We all know that David sinned. David is probably remembered as much for his, his godliness as for his sin. And the, the sin that he is most known for is his sin with Bathsheba. And he said here, now if you continue to read, he, 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 he says that I was upright before him, but we know if we read Psalm 51, we know that he was not upright all the time. He says, uh, Brother Jody, you read it the other night, Create in me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me, cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. It was David that wrote, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my way, and see if there be any wicked way in me. And so we know that David knows that he is not sinless. But here in verse number 22, he says, For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. Samuel, he knows that he has sinned, but he's rejoicing in the fact that he did not leave God. That ought to make us shout right there. Bless God, I know I've sinned. But Brother Stanley, I can shout because I've not utterly forsaken him. I'm not, I may have gotten out of line. I may have gotten out of his will. I may have walked away from him from time to time, but I've not departed. Amen. And that is one of the reasons why David says, therefore, I will give thanks unto thee. Then we look at verse number 38. Verse number 38 says, I have pursued mine enemies and destroyed them and turned not again until I had consumed them. You want to know why he was able to, to destroy his enemies and consume them? Because of the God that was in him, the God that empowered him. And this morning we talked about 
fighting or finishing. The reason David was able to do this is because he had a God fighting for him to finish his enemies. And because he was able to do that through God, he said, listen, I am at the end of this thing. And one writer said that that David often penned a little psalm at the end of all his battles. And he says, I do not believe that this is a psalm at the end of a particular battle. He says, I believe that this is David looking back over many of the battles of his life. And he began to pinpoint, uh, this could have been when he was at odds with his son Absalom. Uh, This could have been when Michael uh, let him down out of the window when Saul was coming to kill him. Uh, This could have been here or this could have been there. And so it's possible that at the end of David's life, he is now looking back and he's writing about all the good times and all the bad times. And he's remembering all the times that God's delivered him. And he's saying, God, there's a whole lot of therefores. And because of all of that, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to thank you. So we see, first of all, the cause of his thanks. Then we see the person of his thanks. I'll not keep you long tonight. I see the person of his thanks. He says, I, therefore, I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord. Very clearly in your King James Bible, you should see the word Lord all in capital letters. That is your indication that this is translated from the word Jehovah. Jehovah is God's proper name. I want everybody to do me a favor. I want you to turn over to the book of Psalms, chapter number 68. Psalm 68, verse number 4. I'm going to confuse half of y'all. Psalm 68, verse number 4. We're talking about Jehovah here. Psalm 68, and y'all can read it with me. It says, Sing unto God, sing praises to His name. Extol Him that rideth upon the heaven by His name. What does y'all's Bible say? Jah. J-A-H. Is that what y'all say? That is an abbreviated, uh, 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 um, an abbreviation of the name Jehovah. Now, I ain't got the slightest idea why they didn't say Lord here. I, I ain't that smart. I have no idea. But Kurt, it says Jah. This is Jehovah. One writer said that people think that God didn't have a proper name because He was called God. He was called Lord. He was called uh, Lord with just a capital L and lowercase O-R-D. He was called Master. He was called all kinds of different things. Uh, but this verse indicates that He had a proper name. He says, I, I will extol Him that rideth upon the heavens by His name, Jah. Or Jehovah and rejoice before him. Uh, the word Jah or Jehovah, it means the Lord, the most vehement. Uh, this is the one that is mighty above all. Uh, this, if I could say it in our terms, the way we were, would, would understand it is we know that one day Jesus is going to be a king or, or crown, a Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And here, uh, this is the name Jehovah. He is God of all God. 
gods. That's who this Jehovah is. And he says that I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, unto thee, Jehovah. We see also back in, we're in, we're, we're back in 2 Samuel and we're in chapter number 22, verse number 3. I want you to look at this particular verse. In verse number 3, it says, the God of my rock. Now, let's go back to verse number 1. David spake unto the Lord, there's Jehovah. That uh, in the day of the Lord, there's Jehovah. Verse number 2, and he said, the Lord, there's Jehovah. Now, verse number 3 says, the God of my rock. Now, this God of my rock, this is that word that I've been so excited about since I couldn't even tell you when. This is that word Elohim or Elohim, however you want to say it. Uh, this is that word that we find in Genesis chapter number 1, verse number 1. <laughs> that says in the beginning God in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, this is that name that means the creator. This is the name of God that means uh, worthy of worship. This is the name of God uh, that we we talk about when we when we talk about truly praising him in a way that we can't praise one another for a good job or or one another for an outstanding, um, uh, some accolade that we may give, uh, because it is God and God alone that is worthy of our praise. Not only is He worthy of our praise, but He expects our praise. He said, in the beginning, God, not in the beginning, the angels, not in the beginning, anything else, but in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And David said here, the God or Elohim of my rock, in Him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge, my Savior. Whoop! Thou savest me from violence. Goodness gracious alive. So we see, we see here the person of His things. We saw first the cause of His things. Now, let's look at the company of his thanks. He says, therefore, I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen. Among the heathen. So now we look at the company of his thanks. This heathen is the Gentiles. It, it also means a troop of animals. When David was writing this psalm, he was not too keen upon those that did not trust in Jehovah. But Hunter, he said, it doesn't matter who's around me. It doesn't matter if they're a believer or unbeliever. He says, I am going to thank the Lord. I am going to thank Jehovah. It matters not who heard him. Can I tell you today that our thanks is not to any man. Yes, we may say thank you. Yes, we may appreciate something. But when it comes to the matters of the, of the heart, of the spiritual heart, our praise that we offer to God, our thanks is not 
to man, Brother Stanley. It is not to to please man. Listen, when I hear you testify and I hear you thank God, yes, it does please me. It does it does bring me joy. But you should not be raising your hands to satisfy me. You should not be standing up to testify to satisfy your pastor uh, because you should be worrying. You should be uh, concerned with pleasing God, your Father. You should be worrying about pleasing God, Elohim, the one who is worthy of your praise. He says, I'm I'm not even going to worry about the heathen. He says, I will give thanks, O Lord, among the heathen. We do not thank God for man's benefit, but we better not let man stop us from offering praise. And too often that's what we do. We let man, men, or sometimes even ourselves, stop us from offering thanks unto God. In closing, I'll give you this. This verse, I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read it again. Therefore, I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and I will sing praises unto thy name. This may sound familiar. Well, David penned it again in Psalms 18, verse 49. He said, Therefore will I give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and sing praises unto thy name. Pretty close. Pretty close. But, Kaylee, I found this interesting. Not only did he use it again, but the Apostle Paul quoted it in Romans chapter number 15. He says, And the Gentiles might glorify God for His mercy, as it is written, for this cause, and he uses this, now he's going from Hebrew to Greek or Aramaic, and so he uses a different English word here. He says, For this cause I will confess or thank thee among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. So it sounds awful familiar. Used, this same thing that's used in Second Samuel is used in the book of Psalms. Again, Psalms 18 is written by David. And then we find it used by the Apostle Paul. And where was the Apostle Paul? He was writing to the church at Rome. Who, who was in Rome? Gentiles. What was he doing? He was sharing the gospel to the heathen. The very ones that David said, I'm going to praise you, O Lord, among the heathen. What about, sounds like it's full circle to me, Brother Kurt. The gospel finally reached the heathen. And Paul said, you know what? There was a, there was a little shepherd boy that became a king. And one day at the end of his life, he began to look back at all the things that God had done for him. And he had already decided that he was going to give God thanks no matter who was around, no matter if it was Gentile or Jew, no matter if it was heathen or believer, he was going to give thanks. And now here we are in a land of heathen. And now the heathen, could God Almighty, now the heathen are giving thanks to God. What about it? So tonight, you, you too 
You too have a cause. You too have a cause to thank God. He, he, he had 49 verses of a cause. He went 49 verses of saying, I can praise God for this. I can thank God for this. I can thank God for this. One after another. I just brought out three. Can you imagine how many things you have to thank God for? I just ask you tonight, will you? Will you thank God for what He's done? Let's stand tonight.